Seiya Suzuki is going to be vitally important to the Cubs in 2023. Where is he going to bat in the order, and where do we project him for this season? It's a live edition of Locked On Cubs. Our Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a Monday episode as we kick off another week in the offseason. Shout out to all the audio peeps, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And this was originally recorded. And if you're watching right now on YouTube as we approach 7 straight up p.m. Central Standard here on a Sunday evening. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Well, Sam, it's good to see you for a live edition of the show. A lot of fun in store tonight. We're going to get in this um, Suzuki discussion and then uh, some surprises and interaction with the fans, listeners along the way, including some trivia and a reveal about a certain bingo card related to the Marquee Sports Network. It's clear how important Seiya is to the Cubs, not only in 2023, but beyond. And what was your first impression of of his season in, in 2022 as we turn the page? Um, first of all, hope everyone's doing well. Um, you know, don't watch the Grammys. That's, that's dumb. We're um, up against the Grammys right now. Yeah. Cool. Move on from that. I haven't watched an award show probably since maybe 2011. Um, <laughs> as, as far as Suzuki goes, I've said a lot on this show, so I won't be overly redundant. As far as position players go, I think he's the most important guy on the team. Now, when breaking down Suzuki, it's very complicated because last year I thought was the worst version of him, and it was still a version that I thought was pretty acceptable. Mm -hmm. But connecting, Matt, our last episode about David Ross, one of the big things with Seiya Suzuki is managing the strike zone and making sure that he gets a, a, a decent whistle, if you will, or, or a de decent umpire. Because last year he was rung up far too many times on pitches outside the zone. And what happens is, just like when we were watching the Illinois-Iowa game yesterday in that ticky-tack ball game, what happens is, is when you get called out on strike three multiple times, six inches outside the plate, you're going to change your approach. You're going to change what makes you a really good hitter. And I think that, that I think that's what happened to him uh, a lot last year. And that's on David Ross to make sure that he – you know, defend Suzuki and makes it public. Hey, this guy has a great eye. He needs a better zone. And then it's also on Suzuki. The one weakness I thought he did have last year was with men in scoring position, he has to have more conviction in the zone. There's no reason to take a 2-1 pitch right down the middle. That's not being selective. That's just being passive, right? There's a difference between being selective and passive. There's a difference between, you know, try, trying to lay off a pitch that you can't do damage with and taking one that you can 
And so that's on him. But I truly believe if Seiya Suzuki can stay healthy, that's the number one hurdle for him. And the number two hurdle for him is making sure that he gets called appropriately from behind the plate. He is the most talented offensive player the Cubs have. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I think he has the highest ceiling from what I could tell from 2022 in addition to his his time in, in Japan because really all things considered, whether it's the, the, the transition to American life or the transition from the NPP to the MLB, I, I think he overall produced a solid first season. You know, he finished with the slash line of 262, 336, 433, 14 home runs, 22 doubles in 111 games. Also had a nice September, Sam, 321 average with three bombs in 15 games late in the year there. I, I think he does have some of the most upside on the team. Um, I, I love your point that early, just about balls and strikes. It's a and huge part of his game. It is because he is premier plate discipline. Yep. He he knows the strike zone. He takes pride in that. He accepts his walks. He has great takes, I would say, from my perspective of, of from baseball and, and my side of the glass. Um, some of those times the umpires called strikes that were balls. I I was reflecting on that today, Sam. I, I really don't know why that was. Sometimes same, it's just oh, it's yeah, cer- sometimes it's just certain guys like Schwarber's another one, and we'll we'll get to these comments here when we're when we're finished with this subject because there's a lot of good stuff, including some people making fun of me about Iowa and Illinois, and I will address that. But um, oh, good. You know, there's certain guys, Matt. I think it's the way you take pitches. Schwarber's one, Suzuki's one, that are just more prone to get a bad uh, a bad strike call on him. But you can't overemphasize it because that's what he does. That's what he was brought here to do is to be to take walks and to be selective. Sorry, go ahead. At the same time, though, I will say I thought he was too passive at times. Yes, I agree, especially early um, in the count. He doesn't chase, right? That's that's great, but he also takes a lot of strikes that are strikes. Especially I, with men on. Yeah, and but overall, just an exciting player. Um, I think he he smoothed out defensively and right. He's a plus base runner. He stole nine bags last year. We'll see what happens with that this year. Um, another solid presence in the dugout. I know what the title of the episode is. I, I think it's a fair question. Is he a future all-star? Before we get in, into that, though, I think I would like to consider what his pathway uh, to that even would be. And... Um, I think for the first time here, let's we could go through some of the chat, Sam. Uh, shout out to Adam. This Brent, is a great comment. Jorge, Michael, Jeremy, uh, Big Rand, Carson's here. Uh, let's see what we have here. This is a great comment by Joe. You see it? Wait till electronic strikes. Oh, yeah. No, seriously, though, because he that will help him a ton, by the way. Yeah. In terms of your in terms of your question, I'll answer it. He, he, I just said it. I said it again. With all due respect to Ian Happ, strictly offensively, he is the most talented, profiled guy on the team. Now, don't get that twisted. I know Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner, because of what they bring defensively, are probably better overall players, at least, you know, right now. But I'm talking offensive profile. 
uh, uh, ability to take pitches, ability to hit for power, ability to hit for average. I think he needs to add a little bit more pull in his game. I thought he did a nice job going to right, right center field last year, but a little bit more pull, a little bit more power, a little bit more conviction in the zone. And we are are talking about not only an all-star player, I think that's doing him short, we're talking about one of the better offensive forces in baseball. But it all starts with health, 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 health. Somebody commented, I forget who it was, about the World Baseball Classic with him. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, Matt. You could, you could be optimistic and say, well, hey, that's going to get him going early. Um, so by the time the season starts, he's ready to go or it's more risk for an injury, I'm not going to go, you know, I, I don't really have a take either way on it. Just give me 140 games, and, mm. and, and I expect him to have a much better season. Yeah, the – the I, I Big Ran, who I, I mean, discovered I, on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't like or dislike people playing in the WBC. I don't uh, connect with the, the folks who are like, oh, well, I hope he doesn't get injured, or oh, he might get injured. I just – I can't – live like that i can't yeah, bring can. my mind to do that you can't right um it's really just him and strollman i know we're gonna break down the wbc rosters this week no next don't forget matt merv is playing for my town of israel <laughs> okay <laughs> but you know he's gonna really... lead it what's the reward for that is that a gold medal he's gonna lead the israelis to a gold i don't know what it is or whatever the hell you win the trophy turn off the grammys and turn on the show okay and uh you know say uh Projection in 2023, 261, 439, 464. This yeah, you is know what? according the to Fangraphs. 25 bombs, 81 ribbies. Yeah, he's not hitting 261 again. Enough. What yeah, was his on right. base? What was his on base? Projected 439. Yeah. No, no, that's got to be a slug. What was his uh, 261? No. Oh, I'm sorry, 339. 339. Yeah, yeah. that's – 464. Yeah, no. Let me tell you something. If his on base is 439, we'll, I'll meet you in the MVP room. Yeah, 339. What is he, Juan Soto? Also, a three-win player is what Fangraphs has for him. I got him over so four far. wins this year if he stays healthy. I got his OBP over 350. Well, that's great. That's great. And I also want to break down his what position in the batting order because uh, here on Locked On Cubs, we like to project uh, possible – lineups and i have one uh for the first time here uh with suzuki at leadoff i wanted Intrigued. to show you this like it's, this it's it's mainly the same projection from last time except now suzuki is leading off half second horner third hey do i got cataracts i can't read this okay jeez i need reading glasses. <laughs> i'm working with what i have yeah no no that's fine let me just look okay i, I, I got suzuki no this is a great lineup uh -huh. mateo Suzuki leadoff, really like it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be every ball game. Well, especially against lefties. Right. Like this lineup against lefties, you know, Flop Hosmer, Mancini, very interesting. And then bump wisdom up a lot, very interesting. This is, let me tell you, this is a good I like this. This is a good looking lineup. From Brandon, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I like it. I've I've liked a lot of the lineups we've put up there. And, uh, I just you know, the, the top three, that's our top four, you know, all established guys. And, you know, uh, I maybe have a hard some, some thud in there as well. You know, I have a hard time moving on from things. I, I just, you, 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 you put Mervis there for Hosmer. And it just I thought does, about it. it. No, no, I'm not saying you should say the yeah. Cubs should hashtag free Matt Mervis hashtag shout out Lindsey Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. 
you you sub Mervis in there, and, and, and I'm buying 10, 15 tickets. Hey, real quick, Matt, before we do a quick 10, break. 15 tickets? Yeah, to every get to the games. I'd be so excited. Oh, wow. Um, hey, speaking of tickets, uh-huh. I would like to announce I will be going to the Cubs Dodger series in Los Angeles in mid-April. Wow, that's breaking news. Yeah, my cousin Scott and I are going. We'll be going to the Friday Saturday tilts. Well, the Cubs will probably lose by a combined score of 18 to 6, but <laughs> it will be it will be a good time and uh, I'm excited to wow. do that. Only be the only be the second time I've been to Shavaz Ravine. So is that a weekend trip? Yeah, it's going to be a for, a for me personally, it'll be a Thursday through Sunday tilt and the Cubs Friday Saturday. Okay, okay. So wow, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, you might have I know to it's do, breaking uh, news for you. We're going to do Don't worry, I'll do some show content, boss. I know, okay? I know. I won't All just right. be on vacation. I'll be working hard. I'll make sure I get a picture with Swanson as he as he parks one off of uh, future first ballot Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw. We're going to continue to open up the chat as the show moves along here. Uh, we're going to be around a little while still, so stick around. Uh, but we are going to have some fun with some trivia related to Cub Center fielders and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We're so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On Cubs. And if you haven't checked out our episode about the over-under win total for the Cubs, check that out from last week, 75 and a half according to FanDuel. Sam? Yeah, great comment here. Uh, uh, this is, you, you never, w- when you go into a season and you don't have super high expectations like a Padres, Dodgers, Mets, Phillies, the first, navigating the first month is so crucial. Last year, they didn't, they started out six and four, and then by the end of the month, it was done. Avoiding injuries and and just staying afloat, keeping the fan base engaged, staying above 500 as we've talked about on the show, a 15 and 13 April like we were hoping for will do wonders for 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 this team. As as that guy said, you can't you can't lose you can't win a division or anything, but you could lose it. You you have a 6-7 game losing streak early and we're going to be, you know, talking about a book club on this program. And we talked about Seiya Suzuki possibly hitting leadoff, connecting that to Dexter Fowler's Retirement announcement last week. From opening day 2017 through the end of last season, the Cubs used 21 players in center field. Before we get to our more official uh, two trivia questions, if you make me name 21 center fielders, I quit the show. Can you uh, can you name any of them uh, who patrolled center for the Cubs since Dexter's departure? I have a list in front of me based on innings. Sure, Albert Almora. Right, he's number one. Yeah, 
I, so, some of the names that just pop up make me sick. Rafael Ortega. Right. He's number uh, four. Uh, Morel Velasquez. Right. Okay. Uh, someone else, you know, let it, this is a good, this is a good, uh, uh, Ian Happ Hayward. Right. This is a good, this is a good one for, for a lot of folks. Yeah. What about a lefty with a, a name that had alliteration in it? A former Cardinal. Oh God. I'm Middle not. of the alphabet. Early to mid. Oh, John Jay is correct. Oh, John, well, John Jay was the the leadoff hitter in uh, in seventeen. You know, he actually had some good moments. Did he really? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. He 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 let off. He played pretty well in seventeen. I think he had a couple big hits in the postseason. He wasn't terrible. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. We I have a Jake Marisnik. Oh, remember Marisnik? Yes. Uh, where, where is everybody in the comments? Shouldn't they be answering this, or did I just lose everybody? Yeah, they can answer. I think they're going to answer more when the trivia happens. Oh, okay. Um, Michael Hermosillo, Sam, one of your favorites. Oh, did I? Did I? Did I? <laughs> did mess you blow up it last that? year? Well, I blew it last year and this year, but I did. did but I did say Efros that last year. Yeah, Hermosillo and Efros. Right? Yeah, so I I, I hit five hundred. Uh, Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant played, out there. Played some center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy Hamilton, the uh, the speedster. Do you remember Billy Hamilton, Sam? Of course. Oh, somebody just said Jock Peterson. He must have played some center. Oh, he's right. Yeah, that's true. He played 12 innings there. Did that guy ever play center? I know he didn't play much, but it might have been an inning or two that, that pinch ran in 2018. Remember him? What was his name? Leonis spe- Martin. Oh, no, no, but that's him. But I'm thinking of the guy that pinch ran. What was the guy's name that pinch ran in the 2018 playoffs? And then he got stuck hitting on offense. Gore. Gore's his oh, name. Oh, Terrence Gore. I don't have him on my list. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he ever actually got any. I just remember the 2018 winner go home game against the Rockies. He stole a base that led to Baez's game tying hit. And then they had to leave him in the game and he had to hit in extra innings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good recall. Uh, I have Clint Ken- Frazier. I don't have him on here. He had uh, to have played some center last year. Cameron Mabin, Trace Thompson, Nico Horner, Patrick Wisdom, Narcisco Crook, Matt Caesar, Tony Kemp. And then here's the name, John Sway Vargas, or whatever his name was. So, so what you're trying to say is Bellinger playing every day. It's going to be a big upgrade. That's going to be big. All right, everybody in the chat and that's tuned in, Oh, yeah, please sorry, Jackson put, Frazier. Please put the letter of the uh, response that you go with here. Um, what is this from Carson? Oh, I almost feel bad I'm influencing Carson to speak like oh, this. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so oh, man. question one tonight. Who has the most plate appearances in Cubs – History. Everybody respond in the chat with the letter of the response that you want to answer with. Sam, please give about 30 seconds for them to answer. For you, you got it, boss. Who has the most plate appearances in Cubs history? Is it A, Ron Sano, B, Ernie Banks, C, Cap Anson, or D, Sammy Sosa? While people are answering Sam, as Jeremy has now brought up a couple times, Shout out to the Iowa Hawkeyes for beating the Illinois Fighting Illini. 
on Saturday afternoon as Iowa now is in third place in the Big Ten. We did watch that contest. Yeah, we watched that game uh, together. together. And congratulations, congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, for winning that game. And congratulations to Tony Perkins, who was officiated like Michael Jordan in 1987, who took 16 free throws in the second half. I've never seen that in college basketball before, but congratulations uh, 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 to the Hawkeyes. Now, can you please read those choices again? A, Ron Sano, B, Ernie Banks, C, Cap Anson, D, Sosa. Right, who has the most plate appearances in Cubs history. Well, I, 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 it's, it's, it's hard for me to answer this because I'm just, I'm looking at the comments. I'll, you know, it's like, I almost feel like I'm cheating. Um, oh, all right. But would you like me to give, we, we actually do have a, an array of answers. Yeah, there's a variety of, wow, that's big vocab for you. It's not, don't, don't patronize me. Wow, okay? an array just of answers. I'm not a, just because I'm not an English teacher, I could speak, okay? Um, for yeah. me, it, for me, the way I look at it is if, uh-huh. if the answer is Cap Anson, I don't want to answer it, okay? So, and I know it's not Sosa because Banks was here longer than him. So it's Banks or Sano. I, I don't know the answer factually. Um, I know it's one of those two. It looks like it's a fairly even uh, uh, discrepancy, uh, you know, a fairly, now, now you got yeah. me confused with the vocab. Yeah, vote. I would say, I would... How long was Sano? I'll go Ernie Banks, final answer. That's that- correct. Ernie yeah, Banks. I- yeah. 10,396 plate appearances uh, for Ernie Banks. Mr. Cub, Sam. All right. All right, Jeremy. We get it. You made your point. <laughs> okay. Question number two. Thank you, Brent. I try. Who holds the Cubs franchise record? For stolen base percentage, Ian Stewart at eighty percent. Eighty percent stolen base percentage is it? A Ryan Terrio, the Riot. Can I can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. Is there a minimum amount of stolen bases, or is this some guy that went four for five? Some dumb trick question. <laughs> well, no, it's, yeah, I think it's like minimum a hundred attempts. Okay. Yeah, A, Ryan Terrio, B, Alfonso Soriano, C, Juan Pierre, or D, Eric Young, EY. Can you say, though, can you, can, 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 can you say that again? <laughs> okay. Who holds the Cubs franchise record for stolen base percentage at 80%? Is it A, Ryan Terrio? If it's B, Ryan Terrio, what a joke. B, Alfonso Soriano, No. C, Juan Pierre, or D, Eric Young? I'm going to say it's C or D. Oh, well, I'll let people answer. I, I'll, I'll say C or D. If it's Terrio, that's just a trick because I don't even remember him stealing on bases. And I know Soriano stole most of his bases as a national. And um, I believe Juan Pierre only played the one season, right, with the Cubs? Well, so a lot of people are saying Juan Pierre, and you know the answer, so you just gave it away that it's not. Great job by you. Um, oh, no. A lot oh, no. of people said Juan Pierre. Is Juan Pierre C or is Eric Young C? No, Pierre is C. E-Y, Eric Young, D. And it has to be a minimum 100 attempts? Right. I do think I remember something about Soriano being a, really efficient with it. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm thinking amount, but it's not about amount. It's about how many you get correct, right? right. How many, you know, they're successfully. I have no idea this answer, so I'm not going to pretend that I do. Um, I, I just, I, if it's Ryan Terrio, oh boy. Are you going to sign off? 
I won't sign off. Um, Eric Young, Eric Young stole a lot of bases. I'm going to say it's yeah. Soriano or Young because you knocked out Juan Pierre for everybody. Whoops. Um, man, I remember playing with Eric Young in, uh, in, in, in the MLB Nintendo game in 2001. Fast guy. Oh, no. I'm going to say Soriano. It is D. Eric Young, 85, ah! 85 steals and 105 attempts. If you're here live, by the way, please be sure to smash the like button as we make the push for 100-plus likes on every episode. Uh, all right, well, some more trivia to come in future episodes. Uh, we've been having See, some fun say, with that. Let me just say something. This is why the multiple choice gets me, because originally I eliminated Soriano in my head, and I knew Eric Young was probably the guy, but because it's multiple choice, I think trickiness over the actual fact. Yeah. Yeah, you just, yeah, maybe just adjust a little bit. But, but to be fair, I never would have gotten Eric Young without a multiple choice. We continue to open up the chat, and uh, also... Look up Eric Young's numbers while you're talking. Okay, <laughs> also going to have uh, some surprise... Uh, graphics here related to the Marquee Sports Network coming up next. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. Built Bar is healthy but actually tasty. 100% real chocolate available in flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Uh, it's even better when they are healthy, and that's Built Bar. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. We've been talking about for months about ordering your built bars at built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Just walk into the snack section at Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. That is built bar, built.com, Walmart or Sam's Club to try a built bar today. Welcome hey, back man. to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen. Yeah. Eric Young in 2000 hits 297, steals 54 bases, only caught seven times. How about that for a leadoff hitter? That's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Cubs with leadoff hitters is definitely a conundrum. How about this? Uh, speaking, also, of, speaking of Marquee, how about this comment? <laughs> oh, boy, Aaron. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I, I want to do a big media preview at some point in March. We're not going to do that quite yet, but we're certainly going to do a little bit here. Uh, also a campaign that uh, I'd like to get off the ground here in February for the show. If you enjoy locked on Cubs, I just wanted to say genuinely, tell somebody about it, uh, send a tweet, make a Facebook post, put the link in an email or simply tell a Cubs fan the next time you see them in person. Uh, you could take a picture of you listening or watching. You could tag myself and Sam or the show account as well. Uh, but tell somebody about the opportunity to grow here on video and audio. Something that we've talked about before on the show, as today is our seventh month here on Locked On Cubs, Sam, we took over on July 5th, is a marquee bingo card. And the purpose of the bingo card is because of all the combinations they have, whether that's in the pre and post in the studio, uh, before or after a game, whether that's actually innings one through nine during the game broadcast, whether it's the host, 
the analyst, the play-by-play, the color commentator, even the field reporter, for, for gosh sakes. There's <laughs> so many people, right? So much so that I did some digging late last week and Marquis, with the addition of Dexter Fowler, now has literally the same amount of personnel as a major league baseball team. Oh, boy. 26 people. I couldn't even fit them all on the card because there's 25 spots. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the debut of Locked On Cubs, Marquis Bingo. <laughs> This wow. is essentially all the combinations um, from Boog to Lance Brozdowski. The Who's that? Development, he's the player development analyst for them. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen him. He does actually well, clearly not really nice work. Uh, you have uh, play-by-players on there. You have all the former Cubs who are analysts. Um, you have Taylor McGregor, Elise Meneker, Bruce Levine. Um, so there's plenty of people on here. It's it's something that I'm going to share on Twitter after the show uh, and elsewhere. So we're going to have some with that um, this season. So uh, marquee bingo, how we exactly get bingo or play along as the season moves along. Don't have a plan yet, but it's just it's it is a little comical how many people they have. Twenty five people on the card. You need to. Uh, post that that's phenomenal work by you I'm, I'm dissecting it in my head and honestly the only thing that really stands out too of anybody I really really enjoy listening to albeit I haven't listened to Dexter Fowler yet is is right. Elise Meneker and Joe Girardi yeah I'm excited for Girardi to make more appearances this year I know Marquis made an announcement just before the convention about him and Cliff Floyd having an increased role at the network this year. Um, Elise Meneker was an All-American softball player. I, I really like her uh, takeaways. And, um, yeah, just curious to see kind of the evolution of Boog this year, JD. and Wait, who's – oh, JD. Yeah, never mind. I yeah. thought it said 3D. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, 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 all right, can you take it down? It's giving me a headache. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I, I really enjoyed that, and – I just want to make the point that we could we could interact with some with some listeners. Yeah. You can't nobody can be good in that format. The whole point of broadcasting right. is called companionship. You need to get used to somebody's cadence. Just like when we first took over the show. The first month we did the show, I had plenty of people talking about, man, Sam's this, Sam's this, Matt's this, Matt's that, because you have to get used to what we do and and uh and 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 all that stuff. I agree with Aaron about Sutcliffe, and yeah, we, we should have our own network about this ball club. Yeah, Sutcliffe, <laughs> Sutcliffe's fine if he's with Boog. They, they they balance each other out better instead of I like Boog, Sutcliffe a lot. Instead of Boog and JD talking about sandwiches and clothes and sneakers in a three three ball game late in St. Louis. Yeah, and you know I I don't i I'm not uh dismissing that they could have a better year than they did last and and they're what still a, finding some of their footing as well what oh, a yeah, compliment you see, you see darren yeah what a compliment yeah. thank you darren yeah yeah, yeah. well we're we're darren's we're one of our there. gold commenters yeah we're getting there what we're getting there so am, am i am i frank Gifford in this role i i don't know i'm gonna have to do some digging on that well you, you know, howard cosell is a play by play um, man 
Um, yeah, I am getting, you know, stay tuned. I'm going to maybe make some pronouncements soon on the show related to our, uh, our numbers and our status as a Cub show. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how, if I warm up to it or not, but we're doing, yeah, we're, we're, we've, we've had a nice start for sure. I like to compare us to, you know, I don't like to talk too much about this, but to non-sport shows like, uh, like Johnny Carson and Don Rickles, things like that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, but, you're a huge fan of that, the history of that, like television, right? Yeah. You know, and, and Brent's probably right. I, I haven't really listened to Grace that much um, because I don't really listen to Marquee that much because I don't enjoy it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, let, 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 let's just, let's just, you know, take the cat out of the bag with that one. And, 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 you know, Matt, I know we're 33 minutes and it's a long show, but I don't like to watch the Grammys and tonight's one of the worst NBA slates of the year. So I got nothing else to do tonight, but maybe take a shower and eat my eighth piece of fish in the last six days. I'm starting to get tired of that, too. This whole healthy kick is yeah. overrated. I don't feel any better than I did when I was eating bad food. So I think that stuff's overrated. Oh, interesting. That's a quite of a, a development. Yeah. yeah, I just eat fish every day or, or chicken. What am I, a bodybuilder? Any salads in your rotation? Yeah, well, you were with me. I had one yesterday. Brett says Abbott and Costello, Sam. Dan Patrick, according to Adam. <laughs> well, who's Dan Patrick? It ain't me. A lot of uh, a lot of good uh, suggestions there. Okay, so a lot of exciting things on the show this week, including our continuing our important player series. Uh, perhaps some stuff on the WBC. Um, I, I would like to have some type of a Super Bowl connection this week. I don't know if we go live again one night this week or not. Uh, but it would be cool to do some some type of Super Bowl connection, maybe Thursday evening. Um, so stay tuned for that. But otherwise, we'll be here three or four times this week. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button on all your favorite Locked On Cubs content, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more, wherever you get your pods there. Shout out to the audio peeps. And you could drop us a text, 312-834-4634. Anything else, Sam? What does anybody know what network that WBC will be aired on? Oh yeah, let's try to get I man, I've really been doing some digging cuz and... I'm starting to get really concerned that I'm not going to have MLB network through YouTube TV this year and if that's so, you know, I might not be able to do the program. Yeah, still no official rosters for the WBC. I think game times and TV I think still needs to be confirmed as well. So um yeah, let's keep an eye out, and uh, and 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 I would love if Mervis did did make that team because I think it's going to even help them more. Oh, big win for the Wildcats tonight as they try and continue, uh, uh, you know, to keep their tournament hopes alive. Boy, is a Big Ten a group of mediocre teams. <laughs> a lot of teams going to make the tournament, but will they make it past the first weekend? We'll see. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second. Next. Our friend, host Lindsey Crosby, is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars at tomorrow. Locked on MLB prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy, and this is Locked on Cubs.